0: Never in the history of the world have the merchants of obscenity had available to them the modern facilities for disseminating this filth. Disseminating this filth. The onslaught of the communist masters of deceit. Bingo.
1: So fast, everyone's here. Yeah, Welcome. everyone's here. Welcome, Steve's here, Marlo's here, Bunny's here.
0: Steve, you have to watch that game. It's the dumbest.
2: I game. watched it. It's the dumbest fucking opening.
0: Oh, I know. It's rules so fucking hard. <sighs>
1: Are you guys talking about chess?
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Bong Cloud opening e four e five king e
0: two king e two baby. <laughs> oh man, yeah. No, that shit fucking ends. Naga- it's
2: like the fall of the monarchy. N-
0: Nagamura is. Uh, I don't know. Nagamura is a dick. Fuck Nakamura. He's ruining chess. He's ruining the beautiful game.
2: I mean, you can't fault him for having a Red Bull sponsorship.
0: Yeah, no. He's actually, <laughs> he is. Uh, Hikara Nakamura, this may or may not be true at the time of this recording, is the only uh, Red Bull sponsored chess player. And. Uh, David Grand Pooh Bear, I forget his last name is the only red bull sponsored uh bid runner, anyway, so yeah, a lot to talk about this week.
2: This is sponsored by Red Bull.
0: yes, we are sponsored by
2: Red Bull it gives you wings yeah, right? yeah. i saw
1: I saw a child drinking Red Bull this week, which I, I think mean, is you know just kind of a universal analogy for everything just a seven-year-old with red bull
2: i mean rock on it's children's amphetamines
0: at this point <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, just, we need drugs to function under capitalism and might as well start them early baby red bull i mean if it you're seven you and under one, capitalism
2: if you're seven and want are right on the road by jack kerouac um <laughs> red bull is the way to go mm-hmm
1: Yes, um, I'm really sad that none of us have children right now because uh, we could be manufacturing this in fact. Red Bull? No. Uh, children on Red Bull writing <laughs> an On the Road oh. for, for today.
0: Oh, yeah. Cool, yeah. Uh. N- I mean, something. I've actually got, uh, never read On the Road.
1: Oh, you haven't?
0: No. I remember when all of my friends were reading On the Road, and I wanted to be different, so I didn't read On the Road.
1: Ah, uh, see, whereas I was the only person I knew who read Ditto. On the Road when I read it. Uh, Ditto.
2: As, <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I had just, like, sort sort of offhandedly heard about Kerouac and and everything. I think it was referenced in some movie. And then I went to the Enoch Pratt Free Library in Baltimore and I uh, got a copy out. And I did not really understand what I was reading on the first pass. <laughs> um, I think I was in sixth grade.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the age. <laughs> like, I mean, literally, I don't know. I, I, I just went to school with a bunch of white hippie kids and they all ride on the road at the same time and I feel like sixth grade is when you should read that. It's like, it's really, it's like Orwell.
2: It made me want to uh, A, learn how to hitchhike and Mm B, be a white person in a black jazz bar snapping my fingers really fast.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Those are the two things that I wanted to do.
0: Yeah, most of your life has been devoted towards the second thing, I feel like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and for a while, it was that that was my life. Oh, I skipped prom. Well, so
0: did I. Well, I mean, skipped well, prom. No,
2: I... No, I <laughs> I skipped prom to go to a jazz club.
0: Oh, yeah. You went to Fat Cats, didn't you? I
2: went to Fat Cats. That was the first time. Was that time when you I got went. a
0: handy at Fat Cats? <laughs> And am I confusing that story with something else? You um, are. You are. And, I got i I'm
1: not sure. I'm not sure Steve uh, consented to have this story told on the podcast.
0: Okay, well then bleep it out, Matt. Sorry.
2: <laughs> no, I got a hand I got a handy from a jazz guitarist. That's um, so
0: fucking cool, dude. Why wouldn't you want to tell that story?
2: It, it, it's not true i got a handy from the music not from the, <laughs> the person music the itself. music the music itself he uh he played his jazz guitar and it masturbated
0: oh yeah word all right yeah that's what happened anyway <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah uh i it was weird because fat cat had a back room at that point they don't have a back room anymore and you had to pay to get into the back room because that's where they had the premium shows uh, like they had the they had the the proletariat shows which were like the shitty you know house band Every night, but then, if you paid ten dollars, you could go in the in the back room and it it was prom and then so they realized
0: like, that they could just charge kids ten dollars to play battleship, and that would get equally if not more people to pay them ten dollars
2: well, yeah, yeah, battleship and hand jobs
0: yeah, in the back room, yeah, yeah, anyway, let's leave that ambiguous as to what I. Actually- <laughs>
2: You are confusing stories,
0: though. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) I, on the other hand, uh, didn't go to prom and ended up beating Metroid 1 on NES emulator. So that's my I didn't go to prom story.
2: Equally as masturbatory?
0: Yeah, it's all. I mean, really, in the words of Freud, I think everything is masturbation. I don't know.
1: It's nice. It's nice. And an appropriate theme. For this week, Um,
0: anyway, this is white people doing a podcast in the Greater New York Metropolitan Region, talking about (laughs) metaphorical types of masturbation. That's
1: right,
2: and we're not—we don't even have a semen-related name of our
0: podcast. This is. I don't know, Jez Village. Anyway.
1: Oh, speaking, you know, just total tangent, uh, shout out to my boy, Stav. He got his tooth fixed. Oh, good for
2: that. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Speaking of gay sex, Red Dawn.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, no, I saw him. I saw that he was doing a show in Philly. And he yeah. posted a nude on Insta with his nude tooth. A nude oh, cool. with a new tooth. He's so Is brave. He
0: doing his... The uh, body positivity instagram thing again.
1: Yes. Uh, it's never stopped really, but yeah. uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's just been cal- it's gone from calendars to instagram back to calendars <clears throat> word.
1: <Yeah. laughs> uh, well, so I think um now's a good time to say the president's dead already, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, we yeah. are actually reporting in the wake of an unprecedented event in America. Actually, no, William Henry Harrison, a precedented event in American history. I believe
2: it's uh, unprecedented that it happened a, under a month before the election.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, at the same time, it's also unprecedented that someone literally named Donald Trump was president. So, that's true. you know, depending on where you draw the line, everything's unprecedented. But uh, Donald Trump is dead right now. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, anyway, so we could continue with this joke, or we could actually discuss that he has coronavirus, and it's funny. Hey,
1: it is funny.
0: Um, and also, also, everyone has coronavirus right now. <laughs> yeah, like, everyone. Kellyanne Conway. The number of Republicans getting coronavirus is growing at like this according to this exponential function that has previously only been used to describe the growth rate of bacteria colonies on a petri dish. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no. Every fucking member of the GOP has coronavirus at this point. Uh, Chris Christie does. Thank Jesus. It's it's just, I mean, it's also just a... uh, really good uh, cross-section of medically significant demographics where it's like Chris Christie is fat as shit and out of shape. Uh, Donald Trump is old as shit, also out of shape. Uh, Kellyanne Conway has whatever's going on with her. Um, So yeah, we'll see what the survivability rate among all of those are.
1: I mean, at least... One of them's got to go. <laughs>
0: you would hope. Law of probability. I mean, you would hope, but also let's face it, the coronavirus only really kills John Prime. Uh yeah. Doesn't kill anyone fun. So.
1: Um, I did enjoy, I don't know if you guys uh, got to see the video they put out earlier today uh trying to show trump is uh okay yeah uh he's just like seemingly writing on blank pieces of paper <laughs> <laughs> like and it seems like he's signing his name on those blank pieces of paper if you zoom in is uh, this
2: a video. video that he sent through his tweet he tweeted something out of there's him.
1: yeah I mean, he there's tweeted two like two videos. Videos. Yeah, the later videos, what I'm referring to, where it shows him at work, quote unquote, uh, at behind a desk and at a table with papers in front of him. But if you zoom in, it looks like he's just signing his name on a blank piece of paper.
0: Which is oh. the sort of thing Trump would have them shoot ahead of time in case he does go. Yep.
1: Yeah, I mean, I if if any president is going to do a weekend at Bernies again cuz I must yeah, No, just it, get me on It's already happened. Just
0: once. get me on film signing documents cuz that's what presidents do on film. So
1: well, and in this uh, in this case, um, we don't have a uh, ambitious first lady who's going to come in there and run the country. Yeah, no, no um, Wilsoning so, that shit. No Wilsoning it. So, of course, I'm referring to uh, my belief and <laughs> that um, President Wilson was uh, literally, pro- basically dead. I mean, for-
0: he was. <laughs> Literally completely unresponsive, and his wife just basic baselessly claimed he was somehow communicating with her. Like he was in a coma. (laughs) Like she she did literally run the country based on her own whims. Um, Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, we'll wait for the like deep fake where he's like happy fourth of October. <laughs> <laughs> on this day that is today.
2: It's been a whirlwind. What a week. yeah,
0: what a week. yeah, what a it's... fucking week. I mean, it's... it's all good. It's all good. yeah, it's no, good it's been a pretty though. good week. uh
1: wait, did any of you get um banned on Twitter? Yeah, I did,
0: but that <laughs> was like yeah. a week and a half ago. I've just yeah, a lot of my friends
1: it. a lot of my friends got banned uh this week. Uh, I slipped under the radar for my uh, reveling in the possible death of our president. Oh,
0: yeah. No, mine was just stupid and random.
1: Yes. But Twitter came funny? out. No, no, no. Uh, several of my friends did. But I am, I cleverly make my death-related tweets too wordy for anyone to fucking. <laughs> See, I don't. Uh, Um, No, I and I had a lot of friends who made some very funny jokes, obvious jokes, but uh, they were inundated with uh, MAGA harassment and reporting and some of them got uh, suspended for a period of time. Um, But I think it's it's very strange that uh, Twitter would come out and say specifically in regards to this, that you can't wish Bad things yeah, upon hilarious. someone.
0: No, like I
1: Which I'm like, I'm not, I'm does Twitter know something about my wishes?
0: Coronavirus <laughs> is the shitter. I'm not yeah. threatening
1: nobody. And most of my friends were just saying it would be hilarious if he died. Yeah, of no, I know
0: I know how to true. not actually uh threaten someone with death online it's a skill and it's like not hard but yeah there are rules there are fucking rules i'm not allowed to say bleep but i can say um it would be funny if the president died yeah, that's- but
2: that's what they got banned for if i'm hearing
0: yeah yeah,
1: yeah no it does, twitter's shaking
0: um, things you- up it sucks
1: yeah. be Well, because it's a combination of these uh, supposed rules Twitter puts out and a culmination of very active users who report certain kinds of things. So um, there's a lot of very sad people right now who are actually uh, emotionally attached to the idea of our president staying alive. Yeah. And um, and I just um, imagine caring so, for
0: another human being.
1: I, well, just um, just imagine all of your care. Uh, <laughs> yeah. all of your cares I mean, that,
0: put uh, in that I was,
1: basket. That's
0: been a little ornery, but yeah, no. Imagine actually giving a shit about Donald fucking Trump. Um, yeah,
1: I just, I, I mean, I almost, you know, I almost could muster uh, a a weird. Uh, Whisper of sympathy for the sad kind of person who has wrapped up a lot of their identity in supporting Trump and uh feels like it's very really important oh. that this man stay alive. It's celebrity. Uh, it's just celebrity. It's absolutely celebrity. It's absolutely that. It's a little bit of what we talked about last week with um Kamala's fans mm-hmm. where like uh not even in a way that reflects on the these figures themselves necessarily, but the fandoms around them are way more reflective of the standoms of, uh, like I said last week, pop stars and things like that. And uh, there was a huge rally today in Staten Island. Did you guys see? Oh that? yeah, <laughs> yes. Was it
2: Barelli? Um, Bur-
1: It was, no, it was that fucking Greek bitch. Uh, (laughs) And I can say that. That fucking Greek bitch, Nicole Malliotakis or uh, whatever. I thought it was an ITO. She's half Greek, half Latino, I believe. I believe that is her deal. Um, But yes, she held the rally or the rally was already planned for her, but it turned into a um, get well soon, President Trump kind of uh thing and oh did you guys see that people have been sending fast food to walter reed (laughs) yeah like these people these people are so sad they think like they don't know that um they're gonna throw away the mcdonald's you sent to walter reed to (laughs) everyone Like, yeah, also, uh, that reminds me, does
0: anyone remember, oh, what the fuck's her name? That chef who says the N-word? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, so when she got in trouble the last time she said the N-word and people were like, ah, you shouldn't do that, Uh there was a campaign of her fans to send Food Network, um, butter wrappings like the shit that sticks of butter wrap the wax paper. Yes,
1: yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> as a symbol of their uh like affection for Paula Dean because Paula Dean, uniquely among humans, enjoys butter.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Unlike unlike the rest of us. Yeah, no, I
0: mean <laughs> Southern cooking has butter. What other Cooking has that. Other than French, Indian, those are the two main ones. But
1: yeah, those are the two main buttered butter cuisines.
0: <laughs> but yeah, no. If yeah, anything, butter is the secondary fat in Southern cooking. Pork fat would be the yeah, yeah, sort of fat. Nicole Meliatakis.
1: Yeah, she's half Greek, half Cuban.
0: Oh God, that all, sounds terrible. All
1: Republicans, <laughs> which means we're enemies. Uh, I uh, though a, a fun thing has happened for me, um, as a as a Greek uh Diaspora member. Yeah, over you're this, Greek over and Canadian,
0: which is the opposite side of America that Cuba is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, who else is Greek and Canadian? Uh Nia Vardalo's creator of my big fat Greek. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> um, that's that's true. Uh the um I have discovered though there are some uh there's some woke Greeks out here trying to um be uh be good good guys. It's it's nice, it's nice for every Nicole Maliotakis and uh fucking I don't know, who's another one <laughs> they're out here. They're out here, uh, bad, bad conservative Greeks. Um, yeah, there's some out here trying to, you know, not be shitty. It, it was, uh, it was nice to discover a bright spot of my lockdown time to to discover uh, Greeks uh, trying to put out content to be like how to talk to your like old Greek family about Black Lives Matter. It's like that's. Uh, how endearing I love police
0: it. are like Turks
1: well the Greeks already don't like police so it's kind of like there's already a shortcut there uh, <laughs> in general unless the Greeks are the weird ones who have gone into police Look, work. you
0: know how when you're just trying to do your crimes and pick pockets of tourists and stuff the police get in your way <laughs> don't you understand that I forget the Greek word for grandma. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I knew it was something with a Y, but I wasn't gonna guess.
1: Hmm. Yes. Um. But that's been lovely. Uh, I wanted to talk
2: about the conspiracy theories because
1: me too. That me seems too. like a whole
2: episode, but
1: I just well, they're kind of fresh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I. Um, I mean, one. It's been interesting because a lot of, and I'm sure you guys have seen this as well. A lot of friends of mine, um, are having a hard time even believing anything. Mm -hmm. They're like, he doesn't. Yeah, no. Michael Moore wrote um,
0: an entire book in a weekend about this. Yep, bringing it back to Jack Kerouac.
2: Um, he he did the raccoon diaries. Yeah, the Michael the Michael Moore on amphetamines about why <laughs> Donald Trump doesn't have coronavirus, yeah. and then in, then infected the brains of the um, liberal hegemony.
0: I just I straight up don't understand how you possibly would think that this helps Trump. Like just from a pure motivation factor, I don't see why uh, it's, Trump would...
1: It's, it's, it's a little bit like, um, I think everyone's brains are Yeah, no,
0: it seriously is.
1: Because it's a little bit like the way people um, project this precognitive ability onto, say, a... Uh, a Kris Jenner, right? To take it out of the realm here a little bit. Like when people imply that Kris Jenner had the ability to foresee so many things that she like laid this, she's the one who um, not only did she take advantage of her daughter's sex tape, she's the one who planned it. That like there's a belief there where people are so far gone um, with the idea that there are nefarious plans out there, that they, they just are willing to believe that anyone that they've imbued with kind of an evilness or a nefariousness has these supernatural almost abilities. And that's what I see here with Trump. is like he would have to have so many things in order, which he's clearly demonstrated he does not do. He does, He's not like a ten steps ahead of shit person in any realm um but he would have to be so far ahead ahead of it and so sure that he could pull off some some kind of ruse where he pretends to be sick and miraculously recovers um, that it's it's like he's already succeeded i feel like in in breaking his enemy's break yeah <laughs> like,
0: but here's my it's, thing
1: Cause he will never die now. Like even if he dies. Well uh, see, I think he, there's like he will never be dead 'tis two AC. I think there's like sixty
2: percent of the population that doesn't think he has coronavirus, and that's cause thirty percent uh think he benefits more from having coronavirus, and the other thirty percent don't believe coronavirus ever existed.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like my thing is just I don't understand if Chris Jenner orchestrated her daughter's sex tape to launch her daughter's career, I could see how that would benefit Chris Jenner. I literally don't understand ah, fair, how fair. Trump benefit like, okay, so first of all, he gets to miss the debates. Trump can Trump is statistically behind. Traditionally speaking You need the debates if you are behind. The debates are a thing that is in your favor uh, because if everything stays the same, you lose the election. So missing the debates is not to his benefit. And frankly, he won 2016 in part because he was an amusing asshole during the debates. Granted, this past one a little less so blah blah blah. Don't give a shit.
1: Yeah, he didn't he didn't get to pace around yeah, at but all. But
0: like, you know, the missing the debates doesn't benefit him. Uh, he spent this entire time objectively downplaying coronavirus, and that's been within his supporters and his general mantra, etc. So it looks Like, God is making fun of him. Like, it just objectively does. And, yeah, like, it doesn't get... Like, what the fuck is a pity vote? I don't even know that that's a thing. Like... I just... I just don't understand, just from a pure motivation standpoint, how you would remotely, like, oh, he lies a bunch. Like, okay, fine, but, like... I don't see how he benefits a, from pretending he has coronavirus. It's almost,
1: it's almost a theory born more of the, oh, no, I would like Donald Trump to die. And uh, I can't believe a good well, thing no. could happen. It, I mean, so like I, I, I said, he,
0: he will only grow <laughs> like he has a set of DNA that will just combine with coronavirus and then i will get Spider-Man powers like. No, he's not gonna take him out. He will only grow more powerful. He'll get the best. He'll be able to do a Hadouken in real life. It'll be like ridiculous.
1: I don't know, man. I think he'll be dead in a week.
0: No, he'll just he'll be able to do a Hadouken and then like he'll challenge the president of Iran to combat, which he'll win because of his Hadouken, and Iran will agree to, like, suspend their nuclear program, and uh, yeah, it'll only end up helping him.
2: See, I want, the reverse, <laughs> I want the reverse QAnon, which is that he's already been dead this whole time, and this is their way of killing him off without having it questioned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another conspiracy theory that I really liked is the he was targeted
1: uh, yeah, no, so that's, uh, that's, yes, that's yes.
0: workable.
2: Um, and this is something uh, Ariel has been pushing for uh, for a while, that uh, whoever has coronavirus should just run into a room with him and breathe on a doorknob that he's inevitably going to put his hand on.
0: Uh, Ariel, so you're saying that Ariel is part of a conspiracy to assassinate Trump? You're saying that on our podcast, Stephen?
2: <laughs> um, yes, sure. I think
1: so. <laughs> um. Anyway, point <laughs> is, I did see a tweet earlier. I, I who knows who these fucking supposed White House insiders oh, are, oh, damn it. or whatever. Take it with a grain of salt, but. <laughs> Um, with everything that came out today where there was uh, Trump's doctor, say, you know, making a statement and then saying he misspoke because it implied Trump knew he had Corona earlier, all these things. But apparently, sources close, um, say that Trump was freaking out right before they decided to essentially make him go I to the hospital. His friend uh, died in April of covid Um Uh, New York real estate tycoon or some shit, uh, Stanley Chera, Stan Mm. Chera. But apparently Trump has been obsessively worried that he's going to, quote, go out like Stan. Mm. And um, he was, that was being, uh, he was saying it over and over again, according to reporters who say they have had conversations with people (laughs) close Uh, Was this
0: in a newspaper um, or just one of those like White House insider at White House insider shits on Twitter?
1: I got it from a reporter who uh, he writes for Vanity Fair, formerly New York Magazine, Gabriel Sherman. I
0: I guess, maybe. Um, Yeah, it's like better than like, yeah, yeah. yeah, at Oval Office Insider, like.
1: Yeah, he's got a. I mean, not that it means anything, but he's he's a person. He's got a check mark. Yeah, I mean, it's a little Uh, bit. So, but I do think it's an interest, an interesting. It's actually what I should do is is get back on um, Twitter
0: with just like some like at (laughs) yeah no I'm the elevator guy at the White House and I'll just tweet out random shit that like totally I heard in conversations. That would be cool.
1: Mm -hmm. Well. I do think it's interesting that um, I sort of believe that uh, liberals, Democrats, etc., have built up the evilness of Donald Trump um, to a degree where they yeah it just doesn't make
0: any goddamn sense.
1: um, They're they're just like it's almost like he's capable of anything and like where. They've completely lost any sense that he is just this fucking 74-year-old fat motherfucker who, like, doesn't know what he's talking about ever. Um, Like, it is funny to see how... To see this, like, really strong belief in... um, It's almost like people can't believe that uh, he's not going to totally ruin everything forever. He couldn't just die now. He hasn't completed his evil grand supervillain plan. <laughs> and, uh, you know, whereas I think he's just a fucking dumb motherfucker who's riding this uh, riding this out.
2: Um, I, do, I do like the I, Rose Garden Massacre. That's a really fucking awesome name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The theory is that now there's, what, a dozen people who attended the Rose Garden uh, ceremony for the AGB, right? AGB, Amy yeah. Coney Barrett. Well, that her uh,
1: name,
0: AGB, a- surely. ACB.
1: Mm-hmm. A C B B
2: yes. Um, it's all these letter acronyms. I like how you said
0: her a- correct name, but couldn't think of her initials. <laughs>
2: Well, it's the RGB. Yeah,
0: yeah. RGB. Amy Gummy Barrett.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Amy Gummy Bear.
2: Um, and that the people at this Rose Garden, like now a dozen of them, including I think four, like reporters, all got coronavirus. Oh
0: my god, dude! Mm -hmm. What if then ACB? So, incidentally, passes it to the rest of the Supreme Court, and the next president has like eight openings. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be the funniest goddamn thing in the world. That's actually—I didn't even consider that as a possibility. Yeah, and like like Pence because he beat Kamala Harris after both Trump and Biden died. Oh my god! Oh, that would be hilarious. It's
2: yeah, it's fun times imagining all these things that could happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, like the other under on that is, I you don't know, like it's not likely, but it's the most likely that this thing has ever been. <laughs> Just yeah. Still not uh, she, likely. She,
2: she, she tested negative. Okay. Um, But Kellyanne Conway and Chris Christie and like, Mm-hmm. Ten other people that attended that. I hope Rudy Giuliani gets it. I mean, if anybody needs a shovel to be put well, into the, in ground, the
0: uh, onion, right? What? Uh, just like uh, Comey or uh, Giuliani has uh, like thirty-six bat-related viruses, none of which are coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's one of the
0: better headlines in a while, actually. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's
1: I believe it. Like he sleeps upside down.
2: <laughs> he sleeps upside down. Um he defends the honor of Italians and Catholics. Yeah. Um seriously, the Republicans
0: um, need to stop leaning on that and get more into leaning into anti-Catholic bias to take down the purpose that is Joe Biden. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you
1: would, you would Are think, you going with Popist? Yeah.
0: Like...
2: <laughs> did you, well, not to d- sidetrack a little bit into the debate, but he did bring up that he's a Roman Catholic in the
0: debate. Yeah. no. And I thought of you. Yeah, when he I'll take, take all my orders from the fact, according <laughs> to Joe. Direct
2: quote. Direct quote
0: from... I will sacrifice the national security of America if the Pope tells me to. 100% Joe Biden. 2020. (laughs) 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 You know how Napoleon III (laughs) sent troops into the papal states to put down uh, liberal revolts during 1848? I'm gonna do that. Joe Biden, 2020.
1: Remember <laughs> the
2: crusades? I'm going to do that. <laughs> One through seven.
1: One through An seven. Extra
2: children's
0: gonna... and An we're going to children. sack uh, Istanbul, which <laughs> used to be Constantinople. Uh
1: but it's not going to be
0: either now. <laughs> we're going to do one of those again. Whatever. <laughs> it's going like to be Rome 10 It's going to be New Vatican is what
1: it's
2: going
0: to be. <laughs> Even yeah. old Constantinople was once New Vatican or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they might be giants. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's everything that's happening in the world.
1: It is, um, which I guess is kind of related to what I <laughs> wanted to talk about. Um, at least the aspect where I feel people um, like to indulge in a little fearful fantasy about bad guys and who they think the bad guys are, um, and that's why I want to talk can about see race it war. Now. <laughs>
0: There's going to be a war.
1: yeah so i wanted to talk about this sort of uh thematic um thing in america where there is this really strong belief in sort of the inevitability of a quote-unquote race war and that can mean a lot of different things depending on what group of people is using it um so but what i find interesting is that it's uh People who are crazy right-wing racist use it, and people who are quote-unquote woke, etc., also will talk about the possibility of a race war as this very real simmering thing. Um, and I just wanted to emphasize here on this show that uh, these United States of America, unfortunately, is still mostly white people here. I don't know where this uh, belief that there's some kind of even Steven um, uh, (laughs) 50-50
0: Don't
2: blemish blemish my name with that
0: (laughs) Okay, counterpoint in Uh, most uh, of the places uh, that matter it's a little more even
1: It's not even, even there like it's, it's the idea that it's even is born from even the better white people among us, uh, present company included, we can't get out of The bias of being the majority. So when we go to a space where it isn't mostly white people, it does feel like it's 50% uh, because that's a psychological self-delusion that is well proven and happens. It happens with men. If they go into a room uh, that is, in fact, half women, half men, they will perceive that room to be mostly women. Um, and a similar thing happens with race, especially in the United States. So places that white people go to that they are not the overwhelming majority, they tend to perceive it as if it is either half and half. When it's just a small percentage of the group is non-white, and if it is half and half, they perceive that room as being mostly think how
0: many half or um, toaster or women.
1: yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) but so I think this this thing contributes to this idea of the race war and I know we talked about the movie Antebellum Mm. last week Um, but I do think that was a part of that movie as well I know I mentioned it when we reviewed it Uh, But there was this moment where the senator character uh, is like, we're nowhere and we're everywhere, seemingly about the insidiousness of white supremacists, that they are everywhere and nowhere, uh, scary little ghost people who um, are hiding in plain sight, Uh, which is actually more uh, true, I think, than the idea that there's some uh, anti-white organized body of people that is going to attack uh, white people, regardless of how those white people uh, behave or act. Um, Any race war is going to be between different kinds of white people in the United States. If something that someone would call a race war were to occur, but I do find it interesting how often I see it bandied about. Um, I saw uh, one, uh, a friend of mine who shall <laughs> remain nameless, and they definitely don't listen to this podcast, so no no worries here, but uh, very funny, very smart, but implied that Donald Trump was faking COVID in order to um, essentially start the race war <laughs> and uh, that he wanted to retreat and used the COVID, his made up COVID, as an excuse so that the race war could get triggered and that we'd all, all of us would kill each other while he was hidden away. Um, and I find this weirdly a common belief. And uh, I don't know if it's just because I am hanging out with shitty comics a lot. Yeah, I do. like <laughs> um, how
0: like, comics have this very specific culture of. I don't know, like watching professional wrestling and also believing that the government is like giving us cancer from satellites or some shit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's not all the comics, but that is definitely, there is the umbrella of comics of uh, the ones who super love Mm -hmm. Joe Rogan Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of stuff. And I I won't lie, there is, uh, I find... A lot of those people in in the olden times, I found a lot of these comics tolerable because they are, in person at least, um, very curious people or they seemingly act like curious people. And even if you're kind of dumb as shit, I can appreciate if you are a curious person um, who who is interested in different possibilities, etc., but... It's gone really. Um, it's gone really left over these over this lockdown time. Uh, I've seen um, just weird beliefs in, and uh, you know, of course, people who are dipping their toes in some QAnon stuff. Uh, that's pretty pretty popular. Um, I, uh, in fact. There is uh, some comics in particular who are really into the Q stuff that I frankly find to be uh, disgusting and despicable, and I hope they all fucking die of coronavirus. Um, they are the ones who are sort of like soft on Trump because they think not necessarily full Q that he's a secret agent trying to fight pedophile rings, but they think he is exposing some kind of evil underbelly, um, but what I, a lot of these comics are men. <laughs> um, and I find that the men tend to have a outsized belief in uh, mm. both sides, uh, where they think there is a real organized antifa out there who is actually dangerous and actually looking to um, break into people's homes and all this weird nonsense like that comes up a lot where i i'm like i don't know where these dipshits get this idea just because like yeah i've met anarchists as well Well, i think that points
2: to one one thing that i wanted to touch on about race war and it actually fits in quite nicely is that i find it's a very suburban um, it's a very suburban yes. fantasy, uh, suburban right-wing fantasy. A lot of the times, um, the idea—I mean, I I'd talk to people living in suburban Maryland and suburban New Jersey, afraid of people, you know, afraid of people, uh, black people coming from Baltimore and raiding their white picket fences, or coming from Newark or or Jersey City, and you mm-hmm. know. Breaking into their homes, and they need to get security so that you know they, you know, they get yeah, a notification it, it, anytime you know their sensor goes off in front of their house. Like my mom has, yeah. You know.
0: Well, like the best of next door. They
1: also they think we're yeah. They think um, what I find uh, and something that I found growing up in Baltimore, having grown up in the city, going to public school, and then getting into a private school and being around those people is that. These uh, the people who live in the rich neighborhoods in the suburbs who have these outsized ideas about quote unquote bad guys coming from the inner cities. Um, they think poor people are just sitting around thinking mm-hmm. about them all the time. They think they think that people downtown in Baltimore are like obsessed with them and can't stop thinking about wanting to go to their neighborhoods. And I just it's I just couldn't imagine anything that the kids I grew up with would have thought about well, less. Well, it, it kind of like, gets back. <laughs> to something Trump
2: talks about a lot, and a lot of Trump's uh, pitch to suburb to to suburban voters is the problems of the city are going to spread to the suburbs, and we need to protect the suburbs from the problems of the city, which are just dog whistles for black people invading mm-hmm. uh, because Black Lives Matter, and a lot of the you know the rhetoric about the cities are chaos, they're anarchy You know, there are narco, you know, communes that are have no law and order, and the police can't contain them. Is to speak to the suburban voter, Um, and I've heard people in the suburbs say, "How are you doing in the city? I hear it's so bad. I hear this is horrible. Like there's there's these constant chaos and violence and destruction that's going on around you. How do you deal with it? And and yeah, it gets to your point that um, <laughs> that's just a fantasy. That's 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 a super ego. Of- it's
1: and it's a it's a fantasy that they're yeah. horny for. It's not even like there's. It's not even like the thing that haunts them. They like want it to be true. They mm-hmm. masturbate to this. They Getting post back to our theme Bullshit, of, fucking yeah. yeah. They they pitch. Bullshit, pitch perfect, made up nonsense in order to perpetuate them. Uh, there was a lovely tweet uh, a couple weeks ago where it was like, my daughter in Baltimore was just attacked, <laughs> and they she called the police and they said they can't help because the the kids attacked oh, yeah. are I black,
2: read, read, read and read which valid is
1: Hilarious, and guess what, guys? I actually have a little inside scoop there <laughs> because Baltimore is small to more and literally nothing like such an incident could happen without somebody knowing something turns out the couple in question that this mother was uh tweeting about and the person tweeting about it was in Texas um the this couple in Baltimore were uh they essentially attacked what is known as the squeegee kids. Yeah. Uh, downtown Baltimore has a lot of preteens and teens who will come up to your car and be like, can I wash your windows? And like, give me a dollar. Um, sometimes they're very cool about it and it's fine. Sometimes they're a little sassy because they're literally and 13 also, years they're old. They're hungry because the um, they
0: f- fucking buy sandwiches yeah, and a dollar. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> like.
1: Exactly, and in fact, uh, I have I have participated yeah, in no, uh, buying well, Big Macs. Like they literally
0: <laughs> just because do it. They, they're uh, they're doing what you would you know if you're thirteen. Yeah, if you're, you're fucking supposedly thirteen to and do you uh,
1: in America are
0: dirt goddamn poor and you need to make money this is apparently what the rules are supposed to be is oh i'll do something for money they're like yeah well do you have windows wash the one dollar to wash them that's worth a dollar that's a service yeah
1: so uh Yeah, so these are like 11, 12, 13-year-olds, sometimes 14, 15, whatever, but they're they're kids, Um, and they behave like children, and uh, you know they're children. But this couple said essentially they were accosted. The boyfriend or the husband in this couple got out and started essentially (laughs) trying to fight a 12-year-old.
0: Fucking Kramer.
1: Um, and then one of his friends yeah. threw something at him and then it became like whatever and then the bitch tried to call the police. This uh,
0: is like, so fucking Man. stupid. <laughs> and like we think you're stupid <laughs> and you're making but, problems for us.
1: Yeah, even the Baltimore police who are one of the most corrupt uh, uh, and ready to, ready to fucking fuck over some kids if they had the opportunity were like, this is this is beyond the pale. Um, and, but this had gotten relayed to right. my mother in Texas who tweeted it and people retweeted it without question because this is what people were Okay, did, did about anyone quote actually quote retweet intercity.
0: that? Um, agreeing with her? Because from, from what I, okay, because from what I saw, yes. like,
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, I- Unfortunately, knowing a bunch of like county fucking trash from Maryland, uh, people who live 20 minutes from Baltimore City believe these kinds of things and never go there. And it's, uh, but we'll claim Baltimore in, in, yeah, you know, well, I mean, way or whatever. Go, but Eagles. These fucking idiots, they're, they're truly, they're truly the stupidest, um, like they i i can't emphasize enough how incredibly stupid you have to be to live on one of these boring, nothing, like, sections of the suburbs uh, in the Baltimore area. Like, you have to purposely be stupid to actively avoid the city in a way where you think that in broad daylight, if you uh, drove down a certain block, that, like, hoodlums would pop out of nowhere and jump on your car. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. don't people believe this. Oh, and, go on, go on. And... Well, and and it took me a long time to realize yeah. that people literally believed this and weren't and weren't kind of uh, that they didn't know that they were exaggerating. They thought they're talking about something that is um, just fundamentally true, and that's part of the problem. Uh, and it contributes to the the idea of the race war is like this this idea that um, one that the the poor of the the inner city are sitting around scheming about ways to sneak into the suburbs um that they're looking out for you crossing into their territory so they can attack you and you know when in reality it's um it's either uh some kids with squeegees (laughs) um or you know uh people who've moved into gentrified neighborhoods whose amazon packages get stolen like that's that's a lot of the the crime that the suburban contingent or the suburban transplant contingent comes in contact with a majority of the violent crime that happens in baltimore is still reserved for the conflicts yeah. among the poor people themselves that don't actually spill out into the greater like general crowds and things like that but the belief in in these stories is is intense. And um, most of them are, have just never even really talked to anyone from any of these places. Yeah. But it is fun to be a white person uh, from Baltimore City and to talk to these people who have these beliefs. Because uh, they often assume that you come from the same place, somewhat believe the same thing, um, or you're just naive if you believe a different thing. And when I'm like, no, I have been to this neighborhood, you're talking about as if it's from <laughs> you know, a call of duty. that is actually living <laughs> in New York,
0: <laughs> like, uh, back- I think about, is how uh, there's still people who think Harlem's a bad neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. like <laughs> yes. that blows my mind is when I occasionally, like, meet someone who acts like I could afford an apartment in Harlem. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I mean, it's just, yeah, Washington Heights a it, little bit, but, like, I've never felt well. unsafe there.
2: Well, you know, New York hasn't Changed at all since 1976. You're right. It's,
0: like, seriously. No, it, that is like it's so- there's a legitimate belief by human beings. I remember I remember that shit was all over the place. And that's the thing with the New York Post. And you know, I, I'm gonna get a little John Mulaney right now. But no, it, no, that's the thing with the New York Post, <laughs> is it's clearly not written for people from New York outside of the sports page. Um, cause like I remember that it was a genre of articles during uh, the early days of de Blasio's administration where it's like, oh, you get people get accosted on subways by criminals all the time now because of de Blasio. And it's like I, I rode the subway literally four hours a day, five days a week to go to and from work. And that never happened to me. And I just was like, no, well, no, that's literally not true. Like, I would absolutely know yeah. if that were true. And it's not.
1: Yeah, I. well, I mean, if people are privileged enough to avoid doing things, they'll believe anything about those things that they never do. So... uh You know, I'm always fascinated when I meet someone who doesn't take the trains, you know, in the before times, etc. Like, who lives in New York City. (laughs) I mean, that's very
0: few people, which gets gets back to my point that honestly... The uh, whole the New York Post outside of the sports page is absolutely not written for people from New York. Uh, And, you know, like, I mean, I grew up, you know, in a town that was not a big city, but associated with a big city. But no one in my town would ever walk down a street in that city we associated with. I, I, I know the concept, that's actually where I came from. But yeah, uh, it's just, mm-hmm. there's absolutely, it's an unbelievable story for people from New York that you can't ride the subway. That's just fucking stupid. <laughs> I have to ride the subway, mm-hmm. I do it all the time. It's,
2: I I love that episode of Seinfeld when Elaine goes on on the subway <laughs> yeah. and she's completely grossed out. It reminds yeah. me of I feel like Always Sunny did the the the
0: bus version with D. Yeah, which to be fair, Philly you can get away with mm-hmm. not riding public transportation as much. Yeah, like people yeah. own cars. Yeah, it's so
1: it is kind of. Mm-hmm. Well, and, they, and the public transit doesn't necessarily get everywhere but, you'd need to go.
2: But also in the 90s, the you could take a taxi it. for like yeah. a dollar and a quarter to get downtown. And now it takes
0: yeah, like yeah. $15. Taxi <laughs> um, fares are too damn high.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there, there was a time when it was slightly more acceptable to just take taxis everywhere because they were cheaper and also the city was shittier i guess yeah i don't know i don't know if it was shittier it was just you know the 90s and the only way i can picture that in my mind is by imagining the tv shows that i saw about it which probably don't have an accurate representation of new york city in that time period
1: What? You mean New York City wasn't like Seinfeld slash uh, (laughs) NYPD Blue?
2: (laughs) Um, Or old Law and Order episodes.
1: It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't about nothing. <laughs> that and Dennis was. But, yeah,
0: no, that's um, the remember only that thing guys? I know about NYPD Blow. Because I was a child when that show. That
1: <laughs> we saw that. We saw a not hot guy's butt. <laughs> that was, yeah, no. I mean, like, it was a huge deal. I remember that. Ugh, that they showed that. Sorry, his butt. I
0: just got sneezes. The weather is getting colder. But, um, yeah. Um. Oh boy, that's
2: true. Uh, maybe Marlo has coronavirus and uh, has been dead this entire time that he's been oh dying. Oh my
0: God, damn it. Okay.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. It no. would be us. anyway.
0: No, yeah. I didn't watch the show because I was a child when that shit was on. But I always knew about the
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just remember it was a big deal. And uh, but then now I, I I didn't watch the show. I was aware of the show because I'm not really into cop procedurals. Um, personally, I will I will indulge a little bit. Of
2: um, I I, a little I little love movie.
1: I love the race. I wasn't into I love that. The, I did like a New York Undercover though was a Fox show that was a little more urban. I did like that one. <laughs> I was very I, into. I New recently
2: York watched the Race War episode um. uh, episode of uh, Law and Order, the not the Nazi episode, um, <laughs> where mm-hmm. they they infiltrate the courtroom with white supremacists and they shoot the uh, guy who's about to talk, and then the white supremacist that's undercover shoots. The white supremacist um, and reveals that it's an FBI agent who has just been calling um, Munch uh, a Jew the whole time. <laughs> the, the funny, the funniest thing about that episode is they dropped the N bomb.
0: Oh yeah, no, that was a thing in the '90s. You were allowed to do that.
2: <laughs> you were. Just one. They had a quota for Nazi episodes of things. You could say the N-bomb, but only if it was a Nazi saying it. Like American History X.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, which which also brings us back to last week with Antebellum. <laughs> I still think it's so fucking funny that that entire movie was made. And they were <laughs> like, yeah, but no one uses the N-word or anything close to it. Like, it's like, it's all like a... Uh, Just statements about their prejudice, (laughs) and not reflections of it. I
2: I will say that Um, if there is a race war, I know what side I'm on: the Vietnamese. The Vietnamese.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That's the official stance stance of of the podcast. Um, I've gotten in uh, since my Canadian cousins are half Vietnamese, so. We I'm glad we're all on board right. with this,
2: and we all know the reference, and we're all um, we're, we're all in agreement. A, they're communists. Um, B, they're a superior race mm-hmm. uh, that beat the United States imperial powers. Yeah,
0: no, they tortured the fuck out of John McCain. Yeah. They made him not <laughs> Which a makes man him anymore. morally
2: superior. Yeah. Which makes him morally superior.
0: Yeah. Um, as a race. Uh, oh, you're going to call me soy boy because I eat soy? Well, you know what? I'm from a culture that eats soy, and I made John McCain a lady by besting him and torturing him. He's a loser. Yeah. He's a loser. He, you know, like, yeah, again, we always say stop making fun of Trump for the correct things he said. hmm Yeah.
1: We have always you said You that. know, That's like, true.
0: oh, I dodged the draft. Good for you. Oh, my Vietnam was not catching AIDS in New York. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, like... I could see your struggle, and like I'm glad you came out of that, dude. Um, And you know what? You still committed a bunch of uh, crimes for which you should be shot, but less than John McCain. So good for you.
2: Also, you're very accepting of your gay son, Eric.
0: Anyway... (laughs) Uh, speaking of gayness, <laughs> Red Dog,
2: yeah, I was gonna say, speaking of right wing fantasies,
0: um, hold on, so. I'm going to blow my nose at Jewish levels of volumes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well. Which is—it's a good time to mention that uh, Jennifer Grey is in the original Red Dawn movie. Uh,
2: actually, actually, <laughs> all of the cast. I forgot. It's, I forgot. it's actually a prequel to Dirty Dancing.
1: <laughs> is it? Yeah. Red, Red Dawn is, is a, a prequel, prequel to, Dirty to Dirty Dancing. Havana, dancing.
0: Havana Nights. Clearly.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> Do we actually uh, okay. know that uh, backstory to the script for Dirty Dancing Havana Nights? Okay, because it was on this American Life. I I don't like really. (laughs) It's not like I have an inside scoop or anything. Um, But no, Dirty Dancing Havana (laughs) Nights was originally written by this like screenwriter. Uh, You know, he had this idea for a movie, and the basic idea was uh, a American uh, teenager lives in Cuba. Because uh, her, like, dad has a job or whatever. And the Cuban Revolution breaks out. And she starts this romance with a Cuban revolutionary. And it's this, like, like kind of deep, like, Romeo and Juliet story uh, about, like, taking place against the backdrop of the Cuban Revolution. And um, basically, like, yeah, studios were interested in the script. It got chopped around, whatever. He kind of moved on got a call one day and it's like, oh, yeah, your script's getting made. It's got gone through some rewrites and it was Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. That's like an <laughs> absolutely true story. It was, <laughs> it was in This American Life. Like, it's not even like, oh, this is an obscure thing. I know, like, a bunch of people know this. Uh, we're the at least second podcast to cover this after This American Life.
2: You know, you know what um Red Dawn is also <laughs> cool too? Or maybe it's after. Maybe it, it it's it also has all of the casts of the outsiders. <laughs> so it's like outsiders, dirty dancing, both casts come together to form the Mujahideen of Colorado.
0: Yeah, Jesus Christ. They really <laughs> did. There was such a long period in the early 80s where the Mujahideen were fucking pirates of the 20th century. like In the sort of like Tom Sawyer every young boy with a healthy life decides he wants to be a pirate one day kind of shit. Um, yeah, no, yeah, that was, was like, like going
1: to for a while.
0: <laughs> it was like, it was like astronauts if you grew up in like 1960.
2: The interesting thing about this is they chose not incorrectly, or I don't know if it's incorrect or not, but they chose Colorado to be our Afghanistan.
0: Yeah, no, they, I mean, yeah. <laughs> and they, mm-hmm. I think they
2: said it. They were like this, you know, the Soviets invaded much like they invaded Afghanistan from the south and the north. They they came from Alaska um, and then they teamed up with Nicaragua. Okay, so and-
0: first we have to like start out by pointing out because I, I looked this up in preparation for this episode. So the movie starts out. Um, with uh, their teacher who I'm going to call uh, Blackman first name only. Uh, so Mr. Blackman <laughs> is leading a class about um, Mongol hunting habits. And he mentions in it that they form the semicircle the length of of Rhode Island and I thought that sounded stupid so I looked it up and actually at the largest extent it could be two Rhode Islands long. No, like this was like 100% true what (laughs) he was saying. It's apropos of nothing else in the film like it's not, it doesn't actually to any level of analysis I can think of really relate to anything it doesn't have to do with guerrilla combat it doesn't have to do with uh you know resisting an oppressor like it's not thematic at all to the movie uh but also it was called the negre which kind of sounds like another word which i think is highlighted by the name i gave to this teacher um so that's also i mean i i googled this don't blame me i'm not being racist google is uh but yeah no like literally though apparently uh in order to hunt in uh mongol hordes you would form a uh chain of hunters that could range up to like 86 miles long and the length of uh red island is like 40 some miles so yeah totally true actually slightly underestimates that measurement i just want to point that out And then he dies. Well, okay. So then the uh, (laughs) Cubans slash Soviets land slash Honduras. And
2: Nicaraguans,
0: right? Yeah. Isn't it? Nicaraguans. uh, Yeah. Sandinistas, baby. Yeah, there's there's Nicaraguans. Damn thing wrong. Uh, They parachute (laughs) in and um, they treat that school as if it was post Soviet Russia in the early 2000s dealing with a school. Because uh, they uh, just murder everyone inside a school <laughs> for no reason at all that would serve them <laughs> tactically or otherwise. I mean, they just like murder teachers and schoolchildren for some reason, as if. Yeah, I mean, it was like, because I mean, there bad. is actually a precedent for <laughs> Russian troops doing that to a school. But it's well after the Soviet Union was no longer a thing and it was under Putin. So, yeah, they uh, totally catching that school up. Uh, so Pat Swayze, uh, Charlie Sheen and others who are brothers and look nothing alike yeah whatever I mean like I always say I, I got alike. all the yeah. Russian Jew jeans my sister got all the Italian jeans uh yeah siblings can look different I don't know uh but anyway so yeah they get in their pickup and also they're football players and that comes up later uh and well it's a it's it's a quiet American town yeah
2: all- it's doing American things. Like yeah. football,
0: sons. When you were younger, I did things that you no. made me you guys hate me. It's what their dad said to them things that I made you promise <laughs> your mother not to talk.
1: Bunny,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. did you did you have you said you were gonna say something? Sorry,
1: um, do you guys know the that uh the connection of this movie with um the US military's yeah, operation to find out. Saddam Hussein? <laughs> It, it was, it in fact, Operation Red Dawn. And, uh, it wasn't just the name alone. They, in fact, used different aspects from the plot of the film. Um, so, like the locations they were searching for Saddam were oh, codenamed Wolverine One and Wolverine Two. Uh, it was. It's incredibly dorky. It is. It is one of the dorkiest things I think I've ever um, read. Uh, when was this? The um, and they said they chose. This was uh, what? in 2003. Like, yeah, so the operation that resulted in them actually finding Saddam in the spider hole was called <laughs> Operation Red Dawn. Um, and, yes, uh, the two sites were called Wolverine 1, Wolverine 2. And, uh, you know, it's... I Uh, I believe a statement was made that the mission name was so fitting because that is a pro American
0: patriotic doesn't... (laughs) I mean, unless they use child soldiers to do it. Uh, (laughs) He
2: he actually put down communist revolts, although he did, like, he opposed the communist party within Iraq, but he also. had some social yeah. Well,
0: The, the is Party, I mean, it's kind of like fascism where it just sort of does it uses nationalism in such a way to justify like broad social programs and also because it's Arab it kind of has this like anti-imperialism association with it because it formed against the backdrop of imperialism but
1: yeah, I just think that for a certain generation of Americans, uh communism mm-hmm. is analogous with evil bad guys. And uh the the children in the military who named this operation um you know in 2003 were similarly minded. They didn't think about it any on any deep level. It was just like a shorthand for like Americans getting bad guys, um, you know, anything to sort of throw that binary onto a situation. Um, now, did I? Are, no, either you I seen the, saw the trailer, Red Dawn. I saw the trailer. It I, wanted is, to watch, it is, I wanted to watch it, it but, but I bad. couldn't
2: bring okay. myself to do it. Yeah, yeah, no,
0: it was...
1: it's bad. Even the director of the original is, uh, even the director of the like
2: original the original was had, not um, good, like the original uh, was not
1: good, just dis- disavows it.
0: Yeah, no, it's not a good movie, it's not really particularly good, even as like, oh, uh, this is a shitty movie to watch. Um, yeah, like it's boring for a long part of it, and it just, yeah, it just, it's not even the. It, I mean, you like the second half of the movie. I like the first half because that's, like, at least everything's starting and shit. And, like, I don't know. I feel like Patrick Swayze did. It got worse when they introduced the chicks. (laughs) Like, I mean, just, like, (laughs) until then, it was just like, hey, we're all being manly men in the woods and whatever. And
1: it was more... Yeah, it could have been a nice a nice just man centered yeah. film like my favorite Master and Commander. Uh there's yeah. there's like n- there's Absolutely. like one woman in oh. that entire film.
0: Um, yeah, it's, it's like just, uh, just some oh, uh, Let's have sword of with their feuds and stuff. But, you know, yeah, dude shit.
1: Yeah, cool, yeah. cool dude shit that I, I to, No, on. but
0: like okay, before <laughs> that my argument for the first half of the movie is basically it's where all the plot unfolds and basically until they go back Mm -hmm. to the town, that was the last like level of mystery to solve about what was happening. And they basically got the story after that. And then like, it's just like, Oh, let's do gorilla attacks. Oh no. Let's do more gorilla attacks. Um, Additionally, the pirated copy I had didn't have a uh, subtitle file to go with it. I don't... Kn- mm. So, a good portion of the dialogue was lost on me. <laughs> the The best uh, subtitle
2: <laughs> um, joke, I guess, um, was when they were reading the sign for the National Park and the Soviet guy... Reads it and he uh, he misreads it or mistranslates it and talks about how something something imperialist powers ha 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 ha, ha. Um, and everyone's like good job comrade nice translation um, <laughs> and then he, then the girls shoot or then the girls shoot him I think yeah um
0: I don't know it's just like not the best action for '80s action movies, and it's kind of what you just, think. Funny, repeated.
1: I mean, it's super '80s, um, which I love. Uh, <laughs> I also like. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, they're yeah, no, they're all <laughs> like, old, like forty. Actors? Well, that's the weird thing,
1: right? And then, and then they're supposed well, to be like... Ralph in or is like of high school 20 or whatever. in Karate game, like, it, like Close I enough to high school. I was
0: surprising when... Because I recently like watched yeah. that for the first time. And he's fucking 20 in that movie. <laughs> or 19 at least. That is He looks like a freshman in high school.
1: But yeah, he looks... At least he looks like it. I, I, yes. I'm i getting a
2: fire uh, truck. Oh, okay. All right. That's the Mujahideen that's blowing yeah. up my neighbors.
0: Yeah, so anyway, uh, Patrick he makes himself a... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit, now I forget what those are called. Fuck me. Uh, Warlord? Well, no, no, his little headdress was what I was referring yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, he
2: does the Lawrence
0: of Arabia. Yeah, yeah, he basically Lawrence of Arabia is himself. Um... And, yeah, it becomes a brutal uh, anti-communist right-wing warlord on the Colorado Rocky Mountain Plains. Um, And also, like, Afghanistan has mountains, so there's that.
2: My favorite part, um, Mm -hmm. speaking of the women coming in, Bunny might want to speak on this, but the... the, old man who has like tinsel and Christmas stuff up uh, at one point, uh, he gives this group of terrorists his daughters as a gift?
0: Yeah. Why? And his wife protests. We should also remember (laughs) that.
1: Because, yes, yeah. Because as soon as the rule of American law uh, falters at all we are immediately going back in time uh several centuries and just uh <laughs> total bible selling but selling why would bitches. you agree to give uh, them <laughs> to the <laughs> terrorists like it's uh well it's tried and true they were probably trying to make a an iliad a, 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 i don't know it's it literally i just think that it's like Zero to sixty. Uh, America falters. All of your values. Well, I mean, oh like, you man! To be fair, and no longer are you attached to, to your own children? It's
0: like it's a town of seventy-five people, and they, yeah, it was. I mean, I guess, like on balance of things, it's a little questionable that them staying in that guy's house wasn't more safe, but you know, they were on the run or whatever. Uh, You know, like, it's justified in the movie. Uh, It was just horrible. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I mean, he jokingly uses the term gift to say, could you uh, please help my uh, granddaughters or whatever out? Like, yeah, it was a crass joke, but I I understand what was happening. It's not like it's a... uh, Issue.
1: Well, yeah, and I mean, I'm not totally joking about uh, the idea of someone having to give two daughters to the invading people being an allusion to the Iliad. (laughs) Um, It kind of is a thematic crutch. um, The idea of having oh, along that um, up daughters. Same line. uh, I like how
2: democracy just. just completely went down the tube. Much like, um, you know, America falters um, a little bit. We're just handing out our daughters willy-nilly to, to whomever knocks on the <laughs> door with guns. Um, hoping that they're the good guys and won't get one of the daughters killed in a horrible, like, what was it, tank battle that... You then, like, takes a grenade to
0: like <laughs> yeah. blow up. No, wait, the one, comes here, her. okay, the one chick uh, dies from uh, some helicopter shit in her, and the other chick right. manages to survive the movie. Right, right, right. I, I followed yeah, that because there were only two women, so I was able to be like, "Those are only two characters. I can follow but, both of them."
2: <laughs> but was in, the, in the beginning, though, um, when it's just the dudes,
0: you mm-hmm. know, dudes rocking out, yeah. Out in, out in being gay in the woods, that the Russians the and, absolutely should have just napalmed uh, and cut the movie off. Uh, they
2: have this impasse where some of the kids want to go back, and Patrick Swayze and they want to take a vote on it. And Patrick Swayze is like, No, no voting. I'm Patrick Swayze. Yeah. I got a I got a ballerina bug and <laughs> it's how we uh, got here. <laughs> well no, you know, I mean he yeah, ran right
0: a paramilitary group. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, he mad. I just liked play. it
2: because it was like the the high school senior like president. Oh yeah, who absolutely. Was, who was doing who was doing his duties? Well still. yeah,
0: I mean that was like a thing in the eighties where They have so many movies that are just sort of built up to be this, like, underdog story. Uh, And it turns out just being, like, oh, no, the, like, dude in high school who's really cool uh, just ends up winning in the end because he's so fucking cool at Alpha. And, like, that was a big thing in the 80s uh, where they wouldn't have, like, this, like... Oh, you're a weird outsider and you're going to make everyone like you. That that was a form of movie, but another form of movie is oh, a weird outsiders kind of a loser and he should just like submit to the cooler kid. <laughs> and uh, that was definitely this movie. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah,
0: no, Patrick was, Swayze has definitely, everything going uh... for him. Uh, with the societal rules when society exists and then when society breaks down those rules happen to be universal so he's got that to it just fucking rules
2: I, I like the second half because more things happen
0: like, the same thing more, happens like, more, they just shoot Russians and then they don't shoot Russians again maybe if I had Spanish and Russian dialogue going on I'd, I'd well,
2: I mean, story. I don't mean plot points. Like there was just more things going on on yeah. the screen.
0: Bore. It was the same scene. It was the same. Like just yeah, I don't know. Blood packets going off and blah 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 and like a boom here and there. I, I could just I could watch better action. If I wanted that. Uh, I don't know. It just I like at least. Yeah unfolding of the plot in this separate universe, because that's actually the thing that's different about this movie. Like, it's at least going there with the plot. And it's a kooky enough plot.
2: They do a fair amount of dehumanizing of communism.
0: Oh, yeah. No, they're not a fan of communists in this movie.
1: Well, yeah, this is... Yeah, this is prime. This
0: film prime is dedicated to the brave fighters of propaganda. Hajadi,
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hajadi, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They Wait,
0: from oh, the Foucault-Schamski debate. That out. <laughs> I mean,
2: yeah. <laughs> Wait, what was that originally?
0: It was uh, a yeah, Rambo. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, my bad.
1: Rambo.
0: They, they both. I'm, yeah. Rocky. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, it's still a, all the 80s movies. It's a just Rambo love them.
0: Yeah, no, um, I, it's what I was and, saying. Like, absolutely, the Mujahideen for a very long time. Uh, it was like astronauts if you were born in 1960.
1: Yeah, it's, it's hilarious.
0: I will be right back. I have to get a computer charger. Yeah. Desperately. Um, they. Or I might drop out. Who knows? Let's see how fast I can move.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, we're at ninety minutes. (laughs) So Patrick Swayze is Osama bin Laden.
1: (laughs) True. Are you? uh, Um, He's a sexy Osama. He's
2: saying Osama bin Laden is not sexy. (laughs) He
1: he was. You know, he was tall.
2: (laughs) (laughs) he was rich. He 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 was tall.
1: rich he was tall um,
2: <laughs> he ran a well
1: connected <laughs> company.
2: I mean that's just that's just sweat pouring out of you all day long like what how can you say no and then he he's a religious yeah. man
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Um he, he opposes Israel uh, which I'm all for
2: um,
1: Jesus. yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, I wanted to say though that in the the remake one, yes, yeah, they have yeah, yeah. Being it's North, North Korea, Korea that invades. I think it's a 2012. It's a 2012 movie, so it's before. Which our is current, interesting that uh, they would choose that <laughs> that, um, that it was made.
2: Bizarre! It's a bizarre right wing fantasy.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it's again, it's a, a thing where they're horny for it. <laughs> um, they oh oh they wish they they wish we'd get invaded so bad um and that's also uh also an interesting aspect of uh red dawn is we lost
2: Marlo, by the way
1: um it's like oh we did lose Marlo. is he coming back I don't know we may <laughs> we we may just go that but uh I did think it was interesting that You know, a main thrust of the original Red Dawn is, never before has any foreign force invaded Mm -hmm. this American land or whatever until now, right? Like, most of the posters say something uh, along those lines. And I just love this Mm -hmm. obsession with that idea we had before 9-11. Like... To to the degree there was this entire uh, schlocky movie made with like what if what if what if we got invaded here? It's just
0: it's yeah can you hear me?
1: It's kind of cute. Alright, cool. (laughs) Marlo's back, I think. Yep, yeah. Now I was just saying that a big. Part of the Red Dawn advertising was the idea that we'd never, yeah, yeah. America's never been invaded on American soil. Oh,
0: you also had. Uh, now that
1: was uh, such an obsession was, in pre-nine no, eleven actually
0: days. was uh, Siege, uh, pre or post nine eleven? Now I don't remember. Yeah, the, the, the movie scene. I think mm. I've ever actually seen it. The Siege, maybe. Oh, okay. That was that the, like, 9-11 is predictor before. film, I guess. Ooh. Oh, no, you had a bunch of terrorist movies in the 80s. Like, you had a bunch of, like, shit where it's, like... But also, it was, like, a fun terrorist that just wanted money. Uh, Like, they didn't, like, actually believe in any... I mean, that was actually the point of uh, Die Hard. Um, also, Speed, Speed 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you had a bunch of, like... But that was also when uh, hijacking was a kooky plot point. Yeah, well, it happened all the time, and yeah, usually we were no one with died. Hijacking. And so it's just like one of those things that could be used as a harmless, not traumatizing plot point to move things forward. R.I.P. to D.B. Cooper. Yeah. Um. Oh, well, there was that actual there. story where uh, what's his face, the dude who started Candid Camera, was. Bing like was on a plane that got hijacked, and people like looked at him and were like, "Oh, is this like a thing?" And he's like, mm-hmm. "No, <laughs> I mean, no, no, this is actually happening. It's not a candid camera. Yeah, sorry
1: yeah, that. Yeah, well, I
0: mean, again, yeah, it was a, like um, a point. A I mean, could you the, imagine if uh, modern <laughs> candid as, camera as candidate plane candidate. hijacking? That'd be hilarious. He's <laughs> so fucking funny. They wouldn't do it. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, all right. yeah, Red Dawn is, <laughs> yeah. like, really not that great of a movie. Um, like, it's not even a fun, bad movie. It's, like, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it's set apart by just the ridiculous plot and everything else. Premise. Yeah, the premise. yeah premise. Yeah, let's not act <laughs> like there's characters in this film you'll care about. Uh, Yeah. All right. Yeah, Havana Nights.
1: But it is the prequel to Dirty <laughs> Dancing. That's canon, Havana Nights. <laughs> All right, guys. I, you know, I hope uh, by this time next week "All right, to a real one." Uh, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we're gonna. I think they should take his body around in like a glass case Third. and take it on tour. Old school yeah. style. That's what they were gonna do with Lincoln. Uh, now I'll talk about I'll talk about that next week. The the people who wanted to take Lincoln's body sad. around on tour. Um that's a thing. All right, good night. All right guys, we're good. We're long. We're long. Yeah. Happy. <laughs> Bye. Happy uh